0: Baruchim, Abayim, and welcome to Torah Talks, Chazak's Tuesday night program with special guests. Tonight we have with us Rabbi Yehuda Brod from Monsi. Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi, how are you doing?
1: Baruch Hashem, it's a great day to be alive. Ah,
0: Chaz Dei Hashem, every day is a great day. And uh, today is actually a very special day, being that it's the yard site of your very, very illustrious grandfather, uh, world-renowned Rabbi Victor Miller's atzal. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the life and legacy of Victor Miller. Uh, but before we uh, jump to, to tonight's uh, important uh, topic about the, the life of such a big tzaddik, uh, if you're the rabbi could give a little background about yourself and the great work you're involved with.
1: I'm part of Yeshiva Gdudar the Bayser Yeshiva Gdudar the Bayser was started in 1981 or 82, to, uh, together with... Uh, my grandfather, Rabbi Avigda, and his son, Rabbi Shmuel Miller. Rabbi Shmuel was the Rosh Yeshiva, and Rabbi Avigda was the Menahal Luchani. As Menahal Luchani, he came to the shiva every day. He spent time in the shiva. The shiva was first located on Avenue P and East 17th Street, and he would come every day from He walk. That was his walk from Usha Parkway in Avenue R, TP and 17th, and he was a Muslim the shiva. And he would give Givadim, Shabbos, the boys would eat by his house. He got a lot of kirif to the walk and was close to the boys. Boys in that kufr remember fondly the, 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 the great connection and of ramkite and warmth that he was involved with them. Then the yeshiva moved to Avenue Jane, Ocean Avenue, and um, that's when I joined the yeshiva. And um, I, my, I joined the yeshiva too, as my official title was executive director of the yeshiva. But um, nobody's just with an official title. you got to do what you have to do. And uh, obviously, I was close to my grandfather. I was close to him. Um, the truth is that uh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. But um, um, Robert Miller, we had a unique relationship with him in that I don't remember, as, as a grandchild, I don't remember him ever telling me a joke. Or, or even a play on words, you know, say things like nice things. You know, you know, that wasn't my relationship. Maybe I, when I was a kid, but I don't, I don't remember that. But as in, when i was, truly, when I was older, I don't recall him ever saying such things to me. Although to other grandchildren, he 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 he, he had different mahalach. Everybody was every child got what they needed because he himself wasn't uh, was a person who didn't talk much. He talked about how to be said. So if it was needed to be said, he said it. And uh, only one time I remember, he came over to me once in shul, he came over to me and he said to me, uh, uh, he spoke to me, always in Yiddish, and he said to me, uh, you, you have panosah? I said, yes. He said, okay, And then he went away. That was the extent of the conversation. But wasn't there was no, no chit chat. Um, as a kid, when we misbehaved, so he did what grandparents do. You know, he, maybe he was. Uh, he, he, I remember once we got a backhand on from him. We sat in shul on the bench behind him, and I guess I'm sure we were carrying on, and he it wasn't his liking. And he turned around and he gave us a, a, back, a with his back of his hand. Um, because of that, many times in my life, he asked me if I'm him for that. <laughs> I, was, I was a child then. So a child can be, but uh, maybe he couldn't ask me that but he asked me numerous times from Michael him. And I heard from my, my siblings that I wasn't the only one who was to that, and also got the same question. The difference between me and anybody else was, and me, I don't mean me as a grandchild, is that he had hours that it was available for the public. and uh, my, But uh, as a grandchild, we were able to call and if he was available, my grandmother would give the phone over and put him on the phone. When other people had to wait for that hour, or whatever from one to 1.30, whatever the t- calling time was. That's the only difference. But as he was more accessible, but it wasn't like a as as, grown, as a grown person. It wasn't I could ask him questions, but it wasn't it wasn't he didn't come visit? Or, okay. I mean, we respected his time. We understood that it was it was khashev.
0: Yeah, as a grandchild, you knew that your grandfather was a chashev a rav, a very prestigious individual, spreading so much Torah. It was a you were aware of it? Um,
1: no, definitely not. Definitely not. I remember clearly when the by the levaya, um, the chief of police of, of that area, when we were discussing the coordination of uh, of the of the levaya, he asked me we should be closed off Ocean Parkway. I remember clearly that time for who, <laughs> and uh, that was because in the family it was it was eighty, and 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 we didn't have this how far reaching it, it, it was, you know. When, at the time, when when and push came to shove, you know, literally they had to close off Ocean Park because fifty thousand people showed up, so it, wow. it was way above. What anybody could have for the fathom, I remember standing outside um, um, going into shiva and somebody came in and said, "He can't believe such a crowd, came to the rire, such a crowd. And he told me, he said at the time that this is what Chazal say, ha the so, so, so all his life was berech And now when he couldn't run away, the covid came right at his door and and how many people came to, uh, and we say this COVID, we, you know, we say, oh, it's my honor. Thank you for the honor. But that, that's COVID. You're looking for COVID when you're saying that? What do you want? What is, but we say, oh, that's my honor, right? Thank you for the honor. That's, my, that's COVID. He never, he never says something like that. But the point is that he, he wants, my, my, one of my, I think my brother, my brother, brother said over that. He, he himself said that COVID is something that he's working on his entire life. If you're alive, then COVID is a motivator. And it could be used for the right things or the wrong thing. but ain't COVID all the time? But anyway, this is the point that it's no matter how old a person is, if he thinks that he's if he passed the COVID test, then um, he should do a retest. <laughs> because uh, COVID, as long as he're alive,
0: Right. Powerful. So, so the question, Rabbi Braga, is that so much of the Rav's Torah has been and continues to disseminate all over the world. You know, Baruch Hashem, every week in the Shul, I see the, the pamphlets and Baruch Hashem behind the Rabbi. There's the there's the audio uh, clips and the video clips that are being disseminated and promoted. What credit do you think is due for it being so popular? You know, there's so many tzaddikim, Rabbanim, Gedalim that have passed away. They've had their Torahs. But on a personal, I don't feel like this farm, and the books and the articles have been disseminated as much as Rabbi Victor Miller itself. so. So
1: there's really two parts to that question. There's one part to the question is what makes it so popular? Okay, so the target that makes it popular—that's the part we're going to answer—is um, we put out the Shiva put out a pirush. Uh, 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 an oral series, which is a pirish on Chayos Avobis and Mesedas you might have seen it. Um, yes, it's very yeah. popular. Very popular. In fact, it just came out now in Lashon Koydish in Hebrew. There's our first volume, is Chayos Halvobes Shal Just came out in Lashon Koydish. And what makes those four very popular is that. If I was, if, if I can't talk about you, Rabbi uh, but if I was going to write a peerish on Chavez pretty much that's the pollution that you have out, out there today. It's, I looked up in the Shia, or even if I heard a Shia on and I look in this peerish, I look in that peerish. we call it a kugel. A kugel, and I'm putting a kugel together. Now, these are, might be platitudes that we would like to be holding by, we're not there yet. And we're going to be talking ideas that we saw, this idea, this this Peter's, that Peter's, different ideas and concepts, and we're going to give over, and everybody's going to walk there. wow, what a beautiful sheer on Kheves of Ovis, or Mr. Deshaun I just gave. You might even wonder, is he holding by that level? Is he talking to somebody that he wants to, he's aspiring to, trying to convince himself? And I think this is the key to Abba Miller's popularity. Abba Miller's message is so popular because what he says from his mouth, you understand it's coming from his heart. It's not, it's not a Drosha, he's giving Drosh. So it's
0: the things that come out of the heart enter the heart. So, when
1: you, when, when you, when you read the Pirish of Chavasavamas and Rabbi Miller or Meselah Shishoram whatever you're hearing, you're not hearing a Drosha he's giving. You're hearing his essence. That's coming out. That's him. That's, his, he, that's how he lived his life. And it's coming out. You're hearing that. And when, when you're saying the truth, then that's the truth. I, my, I was. Uh, I heard a story. It was uh, the, the story didn't happen today, of course, but um, and the story. I believe it was with Reb Hill David's all the in flappers Robert Hill David and he had a son. I believe that for some reason was went to um, went to Seattle, Washington for something. I'm not sure exactly what he was doing there, but there was some air show going on, and he met another Jew, another fellow, a fellow, a fellow. Uh, Jew in the name, in, by the show, and he, and he got to talk. And he said, where are you from? He said, I'm from Brooklyn. I said, I'm from Brooklyn. And the man said, oh, my rabbi's from Brooklyn. So he said, you, who's your rabbi? He said, Rabbi Vigdem Miller. He said, Rabbi Miller, you're a rabbi. How do you come to a rabbi in Brooklyn? So the man said that he was a, a trial attorney in uh, living in Arkansas, and he was trained to ascertain when someone's talking if they're talking the truth or not. And he said, he gave me a lecture of Rabbi Miller at the time. I got a hold of some lectures and I listened to them. And some of the things were, I didn't understand what he was talking about, but one thing was clear that this man believed in what he was saying. He was saying the truth straight from his heart, and that message was clear. And ever since then, I said, I was hooked. I became, I became his student. I think that's the popularity of Rabbi Miller, Joyce, in that his message is. Is is a very clear message. It's a clear message, and it's coming from besides being clear, it's he, he's convinced. He's convinced about what he's saying, and it's convincing because it's coming from someone who's convinced. I mean. An, another amazing uh, th- added thing about Albert Miller's uh, Milha's his approach to life in general, was he always had uh, he was he was a genius in stratagems. In life, you have to have strategy. What do you mean successful? You have to have strategies for success. Without a strategy, it's not going to work. For instance, you're going into a meeting to, uh, to, uh, to, to buy a building, let's say, or to buy a business, or whatever it is. Or you got to know what you're trying to accomplish. And once you know what you're trying to accomplish, what can I do to break it down to small steps that, going to get, that I'm, going to, I'm starting at point one and I'm going to end at the point at where I want to accomplish? And this is, was his key. His key was his message. All his messages are the same message: you can do it; it can be done. And he's giving you very simple strategies to do what's with, with very difficult things. But he makes it breaks it down very simple for every person. And therefore, the message is popular because it's relatable. And everybody wants, and people are looking to strike. People are looking to grow and to reach that. If they're all the neshama comes from the soul comes from heaven. And as and at at Mas Hassina Man we told Moshe, Esmalkenu. Our desire is to see our God, our king. That's our desire. And that's where people are grappling. Once it was a met Rabbi Miller said explained the Gemara, the Gemara says in Bhapakaman that is Ze Odo. It's abba Ovas, Nazik, in the four major categories of damages, a shore, an axe, a, bore, a pit, and then is Mave. Mavet Morris says, "What's Mavet? One one opinion is Mavet is means man. So why is man called Mavet? Because Mavet comes from the word into boyun, a seeker. If you're going to seek out, you'll find. So why is man called a seeker? A man is is the soul of a person is seeking. He doesn't know exactly what he's looking for, so he he gets up and it's that it's that desire for seeking that actually causes a person to do damage because he doesn't know what he's looking for. So he's He's, he's trying to express himself, in, in that search for finding what he's looking for. Here's as the example the gave, a man is in a at, at night sleeping in his bed. And he can't sleep. So, what does he do? He gets up and he goes to the refrigerator. Okay. Now, was that the reason why he couldn't sleep? Of course not. That wasn't. It wasn't. But he's he's seeking. He doesn't know what he's looking for. So I'll go look in the refrigerator. Maybe he'll find what he's looking for. But really, his it's soul is seeking. What should you do when you can't sleep by night? Well, in Chavos HaRov HaShah it he says a beautiful idea. Over there he says that when you can't sleep by night, it's an opportunity for his boy didus. Yes. It's an opportunity to become in solitude with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with Hashem. Mm-hmm. and While you're laying there in bed, he's saying, Hashem, it's only me and you together. Thank you, Hashem, that I have a, a roof over my head Thank you, Hashem. I have a bed to sleep in. Thank you, Hashem. And go through all the things that you, had that, that you could thank Hashem that he's doing for you. And nobody has to hear this. You don't have to talk about it loud. You don't have to go in the other room, make noise, and, and, and take out the and bang on the table. it's, it's, it's new, Solitude, that's how you use solitude. And on a personal note, you try that. Guess what? You fall right to sleep. <laughs> I'll tell you an interesting story about this. I remember the night before he passed away. So it was my turn to, uh, to stay over in the hospital that night.
0: This is going back over 20 years ago.
1: 22 years ago. Oh. He passed away on a Friday morning. So this was Wednesday night. <laughs> Wednesday night. So, um, okay, he was sleeping. And uh, there was a chair there that we were, whoever was there that night, uh, usually you know, dremeled off, whatever it is. And uh, three o'clock in the morning, I hear rustling. I open my eyes. And I see that he's going to. He has to go to the to the men's room. Goes to the bathroom. Comes back to bed. Makes a hashiyotza, a very deliberate, slow hashiyotza. Now, Rabbi Aniv, I don't know about you, but I know when I go to the, if that, that scenario, I find myself in when I come back to the, I go back to bed, make my shayotza, I put my head on the pillow, and out cold. And suddenly I hear Abba Miller talking, and he's saying, who would believe, he said, such a batlin like me, a batlin means someone who is an unsuccessful individual, such an unsuccessful individual like me, should be able to do such good shidduchim for my children, such good marriage partners for my children. Who would have ever thought I can get such good marriage partners? I'm thinking to myself, this is a story 50 years ago, this is not from yesterday. Three o'clock in the morning, he can't sleep at night, why not? Because his mind is boggled down. How in the world, what, what did I do to get such a duchem for my daughter? We don't remember, we don't remember, that it happened yesterday, we're not excited about it. And it's 50 years later, he can't sleep at night, why not? Because that's on his mind. How did I, what, how, did, what, how was I able, able to get such a duchem?
0: Unbelievable, Wow. That's God. That's greatest. And uh, the question for you, Rabbi Brag, is uh, which Chiddush or Shir? From all the Shir that are out there from uh, your grandfather's, that's our Rav Miller, do you remember most or give over the most or like to share? Is there any one that sticks out?
1: So the message, if, there was, if there's one message that's going through all the lectures of Rabbi Miller, the great, the most obvious message you come come out with on any lecture you're going to listen to is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu exists in the world. That's yeah. the that's clear cut message. <laughs> any message he gave was practical. In fact, one time he said that he didn't speak about the shchinah too often because the shchinah is not practical. I mean, it's, it's, you can't touch it. It's not something you can experience. It's an important concept, so question about it, and it's there whether you like it or not. But it wasn't something which that, he didn't talk much about the shechina or esoteric ideas. It wasn't something that he communicated to the, on his lectures because it wasn't practical. So any lecture that you're going to talk about from a Boruch Hu, from, from a Miller, had to have this aspect of it. The message was a Boruch exists now, and if it's this way or that way, the other way, and another message which always comes about, or comes about is, If the Hashem created the world, Hashem said, It's good. Very good. It's good. No, he didn't stop there. He said, It's very good. Now, if, if Hashem says it's Toy, it's already very great. Toy means what? Very, 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 very. And then some more varies, because that's Toiv and the question is, don't you think Hashem knew that it was very good? Why did He have to tell us that for? If He made it, and Hashem is all good, Hashem wants to do good, and He's only He created the whole world was for Chesed. So of course it's good. So why did He have to say that it's very Moid? And the answer is, Hashem didn't need it for Himself. Hashem was giving, telling it for us. So we should see that everything that I made out there, I made it for you, and it was for one purpose, or for one purpose only. What is our purpose? that it should be good for you. For us, it should be good. That's what I call it. That's the message. Now, that this message resonates in different, many different ways. A lot of people today are walking around with, the, with, the, with challenges, and they, they, they're, with, they're grumpy, and they're not happy in life. And that's only because they're not focused on the fact that Hashem A, Hashem exists. And number two is, that Hashem made this whole world that it's for our benefit. So that's the message. You look yeah. around the world. Uh, my mother should live with me well. She's always repeating this line: Kisimaktani Hashem before Allah. Hashem, you made me happy with your deeds. You walk out in the street today, you see the flowers blooming, the lilacs, the daffodils, the roses are soon coming up. The world is the world is a bloom. And, and everything is not just white. Mm-hmm. Every or green, is green. It's varied colors. When he would walk by the the, the fruit stand, he would stop and and, oh, and, and 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 like he was watching a a a a, a Havdol, Elf, Alfie Avdolos, okay. Many 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 great uh, differentiations. As if he went to a museum, you see a picture. and everybody's, "Ooh, ah, beautiful picture." <laughs> Really, nothing. He said it's nothing. A picture is nicer than than a painting. Why? Rabbi the once said, "Why would anybody want a painting? A picture is much more. much nicer than a, than a painting." And Here's you have real, real, real things. The real things, and that's that beautiful is Hashem made for us. So we should enjoy it. We should be happy. And if you think about all the good things that Hashem does for us, we'd be very happy people because Hashem wants us to be happy. That's what He made it for. Right, hundred percent. That's the message that you have to keep repeating and repeating. Personally, on a personal level, one, one of the projects we were once working on, maybe hopefully get out, get off the ground soon, was a project that why uh, people going off the people are, are going off the path of, of of Yiddishkeit. It's a big struggle today. Big struggle. I, I can't tell you now if it's more now than it ever was. Baruch Hashem, today there's a, a much there's a uh, tremendous uh, abundance of. Of uh, from Eden today. Uh, years ago, the, the, the numbers were less, not more numbers, so just even if it was the same ratio, it's more people, because there's more people today. Yeah. But one of the, the reasons, I'm, I believe, is again, isn't that nobody goes from zero to 100, you know, from very from to, to, to irreligious in one minute. It doesn't happen that way.
0: It's a gradual, it takes time. It's a gradual thing.
1: What, how does it work? The reason is because it's not real. Kodshvachu was not real to people. They are, the That a man couldn't sleep at night. Why? Because he had, uh, he's, there was under the bed, there was um, boogeyman under the bed. So he, for years he was going, for his, he was going to the shrink to, to deal with his problem, and then he stopped going. So the shrink meets him and say, "How can?" He "Said David, we don't see you anymore. How can we stop coming?" I "Said no, the problem is all healed." I "Said really? How did you heal the problem?" I went to my rabbi to, and I told my rabbi, I can't sleep at night. There's a boogeyman under the bed. He says, So what's the problem? Cut the legs off, and then there's no room for the boogeyman anymore. A lot of people have the relationship between Baruch <laughs> Hu and them because is the boogeyman. If you don't behave, you're going to get punished. And that's the focus. That's the wrong focus. If you behave, if you don't behave, Hashem's going to encourage you to come back to, to behave nicely, to see Him. It's all the, it's all the way you, you put things down. When we grew up, when we were growing up, Rabbi Miller always said, oh, Shabbos, Shabbos is fun. Yontif, Yontif is fun. We're having fun, he associated it with fun. We have to bring back into our lives. That's the message. And the more HaKadosh Baruch is real in your life, yeah. sometimes a person is angry at his father, but it's still his father." in stories when people came out of the Holocaust and they were angry at Hashem, in a certain way, they're more miming than the other person because they believe our HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They, just, they don't have the levels of a moon that aren't, aren't properly coordinated, so they don't know what they think they deserve. They don't deserve what, what They understand Hashem is near. They're not atheists. Right. But that, we have to bring our Kodesh Baruch Hu back in our lives. And you do that by opening your eyes and seeing all the good things. For instance, you ate matzah. Never focus on what you're doing itself because that's, that's trivial. That's only Chazal gave us to do things, the mitzvahs and the Torah, to do things, to bring about that awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When you're eating matzah, you thank HaKadosh ah, Baruch Hu that it took us out of Mitzrayim. On the side note, you thank him you have teeth because you don't have teeth, you can't eat matzah. That's true. <laughs> when, he went, when he went to the dentist, once he said to the dentist, I want to thank you for saving my life. So the dentist looked at him, saving your life. I only deal with teeth. So, Rabbi Miller said, What would my life be without teeth? So, he understood everything. It's, it's everything you have, it's, 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 it's all Hashem. That's the message. And that's what people look back to the same thing. People want to be uplifted, people want to feel that truth. And when you plug yourself in to the Emmys, you gives people a cheshik, it gives you the life. Simcha Zachayim Foundation. Simcha Zachayim. In fact, when we, after Rav Miller passed away, we were thinking about making an organization here. And, and if we were discussing with the Rosh Hashiva, and we asked him, what, if we had to make one word to summarize Rabbi Miller, what would that be? And he said, uh,
0: That was actually my next question, Rabbi. Of the many qualities of Rabbi Miller, would you, would you say sticks out? Is that what it is, Rabbi? Would you say it's a uh, Simcha uh, So
1: really, that quality that came out was it's a There's a, a klal and a prat. right The klal was, he was extremely focused on what was important, that what 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 is that? And that focus, that fo- that that focus that he had is also a prat in the quality that he had, and that quality that he had is what's called the mida of Nehemonis. Right. being loyal, being loyal. And Miller talks on a tape and he said, I believe that I heard this on a tape. That a person that says, no, I, I, I'm not doing that because I, I don't feel it's to me. Okay? I'm not interested. that's not my thing. Really, what he's saying is, I don't want to be loyal. Because the reason why we keep Shabbos, well, Shabbos is not my thing. Did your father keep Shabbos? Well, if your father kept Shabbos, guess what? You, as, as a sense of loyalty, you, that obligates you to keep Shabbos, whether you like it or not. This is because your grandfather stood at Hasinai and said, Nas of Anishma. That's why we have to be loyal to our traditions. That's what I do. We have to be loyal to those traditions. And that loyalty to uh, Kaddish Boruchur is what, the, it was the one quality that, that Rabbi Miller's life it, it was what, it what drove his, his mission in life. You have to be loyal to Hashem. Whatever Hashem wants, you have to be an Ebed. And Moshe Rabbeinu was summed up as Moshe Ebed Hashem. Ebed Hashem means I don't have my own desires. Whatever I, my master wants me to do. And if now my master says I have to smile at people because I have to, it's a mitzvah to make people happy, so then I have to do that. By now, my my my, my mister says I gotta do ta'ik mitzvahs. I gotta do my that. That's what I have to do. Whatever I have to do. In fact, Nacharis and Lubavitcher Miller points out: there is no such thing as mitzvah. Most people think there is a mitzvah and a vera and parv. <laughs> That's another thing. This is not a mitzvah, not a vera. It's a mitzvahs. It's mitzvahs. I don't have to do it if I want. I can. No such thing. And avoidance the is either a mitzvah or otherwise. Yes. If you have to do it. If you're, for instance, a person who needs a break from learning, that's not "Par, it's not reshus. That's a mitzvah, because if I didn't take my break, I wouldn't be. I, I, In fact, I'll share with you a, a beautiful thought from the Chazanish. Beautiful idea.
0: Chazanish, we just named our son Avrami Shai. So. Oh,
1: he should grow okay. up not less than the Chazanish. Oh, right. <laughs> and uh, so the Chazanish asked yes, the question. Morris says about certain tanoim that they wanted uh, the time was to be uh, to be taken away from the world. And the Malachim us was trying to reach them. So he might have made a distraction or something, and make a tree break or something, and they got him distracted. And then, so the question is, the chazanish? Did, did they go to the bathroom? Did they eat breakfast? Did they sleep at night? They weren't learning in those times. So they, they had so much opportunity, so many opportunities to take them away. Says the Chazanish: no. Anything you, you do, what your person does, because he needs that for his Simcha Sachayim, so he should be able to learn and focus on what Void Hashem. That is a Void of Hashem. That's the word. So, whatever a person does, when you go in the street and you're enjoying life, that's not a contradiction. To the contrary, points out enjoying breakfast, enjoying that cereal, the oatmeal, that uh, chewing on that bread and appreciating that, whatever it is, Hashem wants us to have that pleasure because that's what we that an opportunity for us to show our gratitude to our It's more opportunity to come closer, to, to get awareness of Hashem, and to feel that we have to serve him. A lot of people say, ah. I love Hashem. I'm thinking about him a whole day. I'm thinking about Hashem. But it's meaningless because ultimately that love and thinking has to bring, so now I have to do something. I am going to do something. What can I do? If the beginner, if the seeing HaKadosh in, in Baruch Hu in Hashem's ways and everything, do, the next Shai HaKadosh of Hu is avoid the Sala Kim. Then you got to get busy. You got get busy. And if you want to get busy and avoid the Sala Kim, the next thing you have to do is talking, we and we talk him, we see from over here that the greatest portion of serving Hashem is really our machshava, our thoughts. Our thoughts. And that's how he lived his life. He lived his life. In fact, he wanted to write a book that he didn't get to. He wanted to write a book, told me, of what the all the thoughts a person should have in his mind from the minute he wrote, wakes up in the morning until the till he goes. Oh wow. You weren't a book, but you could find it. You could find it if you plug yourself in to these messages. How, these does, one messages.
0: Plug, how does one plug in to this extra extreme? <laughs> this is a special offer. Like, how does one get to all these? Uh...
1: So, at that, this, what you're seeing behind me is really a picture of what used to be called the, the, the iPod.
0: Yeah, that's like an olden days thing. They don't make
1: iPods anymore. It's a hard sword that was too popular. It was being used for good things. So, therefore, it uh, out, went out of business now we have a different device that we hold that holds uh, all the all the lectures in robert miller and Mosh, everything no, every, all the lectures almost 2000 lectures in fact the new device the new device even has the books on it that that robert miller has this is, I'm going to bring out an important point but is it not, it's not the same thing listening to a lecture or reading uh, what you read uh, you mentioned the pamphlets that are out there in weekly in the show. it's really it's a different thing and this brings us back to the Kugel the uh, aspect. When you write, when, when, I, when I, if I'm repeating a message that I'm re- going to repeat, uh, anybody's message, it's really my stick. I'm, I'm talking. My, my exaggerations, my emphasis, uh, my tone, that's me talking. And therefore, I'm going to bring out things that excite me. <clears throat> If you have a, a, dispense, a, a dispensation towards uh, you, know, you like, uh, for instance, uh, canoes, things which look like ze- zealotry, so you repeat you repeat those that aspect of him, and you put you repeat it with exclamation marks and question marks with excitement. But when you heard Rabbi Miller talk, he wasn't talking canoes. he was talking about the Shashen. and he talked very calm. He wasn't uh, all this because. He didn't get excited. He raised his voice. You could talk the most difficult topics out there, the most controversial topics out there, very calmly, because this was thought out in his mind, and it was just like a puzzle in chumash. For him, this was clear ideas. The best way to hear the message from Rabbi Miller is re- hearing it in, in the original tone, not in uh, exclamation box, So, just hearing his message, hearing the message itself. When you hear the message... The message was all based on Khabib Someone asked him, how did you become so great? How did you become Rabbi Miller? So he chuckled and he said, I learned in Slobodka. Mm-hmm. So the man said, Rabbi Miller. A lot of people learn in Slobodka and didn't become Rabbi Miller. So what's your answer to the question? What's the answer to the question? So he thought about it and he said that ever since I came to Slobodka, a day hasn't passed that I haven't learned Khabib so, someone means he looked in the safer. Doesn't mean necessarily he read the Sefer every day. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But the ideas of Chayyavazam, he incorporated in his essence. And it all, it's all based on the Chinna. I think he coined the phrase we say Shabbos morning, in the davening in Kelodah, and say, God loy voy mollay Now, everybody says that, sings that, whatever, when you pit, it's like water off the dog's back. But he underlined those words, and that was his life. He saw in everything in this world, God loy. Hashem's greatness and His wisdom and tuva in His kindness. That means everything in this world to Him was a symbol of our Kadosh Baruch He saw that kindness. That's how he lived his life. That was the mess. So everything you hear from you hear from Him is disseminating from that. That's the point. The point was He saw that that greatness of our Kadosh Baruch without wisdom, and that's what Shema Yisrael. What does Shema mean? Shema means a name. What's a name? A name is. With the vibe that the person gives off, the essence of a person. That's the other Marishan gave names to, in this week's parsha to the birds. Some have the Zohar. some birds are called in the male, male, some come called by the female. Why is that? So the Farshim explained because other Marishan understood the essence of the animal and, and some, some more, of, more feminine, some more male. So that's why that's the name. Rabbi Miller saw the shame of everything. Everything mm-hmm. in this world, he saw what's the essence. The essence is a Baruch is speaking to me for the purpose that I should have a good time in this world. For the purpose of being able to recognize the Baruch For the purpose of being able to be motivated in happiness and simcha in order to be able to serve Hashem. Because if you're not happy, you can't serve
0: Hashem. The importance simcha. of serving God with happiness. Rabbi uh, Bragg, what an honor, what, a privilege, what, what an amazing Torah uh, talk we've had uh, about the life and legacy of your dear grandfather from Victor Miller's Atzal uh, on his 22nd yard site. Uh, Rabbi, we have a a custom on Torah Talks. Uh, one final message you've given over so many gems. There will be one more that you could share with our broad audience Rabbi.
1: I think the, 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 the great message is is that plug yourself in. I live the same life he lived. People say he was a genius. It was his business. When you go to the grocery store, sometimes in, in a little grocery store, and he has to still give you ask the storekeeper, how much does that can of peas? He says, oh, that's 79 cents. How about the ketchup? twenty nine. How does he know? The, did he look at his computer? How, did he look at, how does he know the price of every item in the store? And he's not making it up because it's consistent. The answer is because it's his business. <laughs> we all know that our heart pumps constantly. But how many times a day is it actually pumping? He once asked a man, How many stairs are there in front of your house? I "I don't know. I said, you go up every day to stairs. You don't know how many stairs? Can you think about it, there's eight stairs to your house. How many stairs are there in the landing? Nine stairs is a landing. How many many buttons are there in your shirt? You button every day. How many buttons are there? Because it's not your, we don't think, we're not important. But every button to him was a chesed Hashem. Without a button, how are you going to close your shirt? Without a step, how are you going to climb? How are you going to get to where you have to get? It's not just another thing. That's this the message. This is the one message that comes out. And you could hear that message too. You could, message could get yourself the lectures, read the books, the authentic books that are bit, written from Abimelech's lectures directly, not based on, not as way I understand it. not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's that you're getting his message.
0: You're not, yeah, you're, what's the website? To, 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 to.
1: Simchasachayim.com s i m c h a s H-A-C-H-A-I-M, just the way it's simchasachayim.com, Simchistan Publishing, and there's a, a big resource of material, of the original material, and with Hashem's help, we should be very shortly, and hey. we, should, we, should put, we should be able to put back the spice in life, ah. enjoy life, but not distractions, but real enjoyment, and the greatest enjoyment is that kirasalikim coming close to Hashem, coming close to Hashem through seeing Hashem in the world and seeing Hashem through
0: his Torah. What amazing insight, What amazing Hidushim, What amazing Torah! What amazing gems about the life and legacy of Rabbi Victor Miller. We want to thank everyone for joining us once again every single Tuesday night. Chazak Torah Talks with special guests. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find it on all platforms of podcasts. We want to thank our friends at Torah anytime for hosting the Chazak Torah Talks. We want to thank Daily Giving. A dollar a day goes a very, very far away. We want to thank an entire Chazak <laughs> staff and team. I'm oh, working all day and night for all these amazing and programs events. And, of course, our main mission and focus is to inspire and to guide the thousands upon thousands of Jewish kids that are still in the public school systems. Baruch Hashem, thousands have already been coming to after-school programs, sunny school programs, teens' division programs. Baruch Hashem, close to 1,500, if not more than 1,500, have already been transferred to Yeshiva the last few years alone. Make sure to reach out to Chazak. This is right now prime time for this new September school year. should kids from public schools all over the country and all over. Baruch Hashem, we're working, and we want to thank Rabbi Brag once again. Same khadza love the messages and uh, till next time is we should see the gula with khias and it's uh, it should be behab i mean it's our days amen